Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Health and Wellness Connection. This is your host, Dr. Barry, and I'm so happy that you joined us again today. I'm here for another exciting show, and hopefully you'll enjoy it as well. First off, I want to just thank you all for coming back uh, for another, you know, hopefully informative show for you. Uh, we've been kind of moving around lately, so um, I want to apologize for not having a show last week, but uh, I think we have some good info and topics for this week that'll make up for it. Now, before we get started on today's show, which should be a nice one for you, gotta say, you know, hello to our sponsors. So we're gonna do that real quick and uh, come right back. Hey, it's Dr. Barry here. Are you looking to get checked out and need something quick and fast? Well, consider going to see my friends over at Rapid Response Urgent Care, located in Pearland, Texas. They do literally everything from general checkups for acute issues, to dealing with chronic issues. They even do flu shots. They do immigration exams, really the whole nine yards. Very professional staff, and they'll see you quickly and efficiently. If you're looking to get seen today, go to 11901 Shadow Creek Parkway, Suite 111. That's in Pearland, Texas, zip code 77584. If you want to call them by phone, their number is 281-760-1971. Again, looking for an urgent care that will see you quick, fast, and in a professional manner? Check out Rapid Response Urgent Care. Now, of course, if you want to find me, uh, you can always check me out on Instagram at Dr. Barry MD. That's D-R-B-A-R-R-Y-M-D. Also, you can see us on Facebook with www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. All one word. And that's weight spelled normally there. Also, we have our blog, which has links for all the shows as well as informative topics, articles and so forth. We post here and there. That's at www.controlyourweight.com. That's spelled control, C-O-N-T-R-O-L-Y-O-U-R-W number eight.com. And lastly, you can always email me. Old school email still works, still will respond to those. So check us out on email, drberryhealth at gmail.com. All right. So today's show is actually was inspired by my recent travels as of late. I was, you know, actually took a trip to Lagos, Nigeria uh, last week, and I really enjoyed myself, had a great time, met a lot of cool people, and, uh, you know, just really experienced a lot of great things. But one of the best things, I think, about the trip that I really enjoyed about Lagos, Nigeria, and Africa in general, was the food, which kind of inspired today's show, which is really about the amazing benefits of an African cuisine or an African diet. I was really kind of impressed because, you know, on our show, we've been preaching about the wonders of, you know, how to eat properly. And, you know, it's, it's something that's been really important as far as understanding what foods are better for you to eat and what foods are potentially harmful for you. You know, now as someone who, you know, has a long history of analyzing food and looking at different kinds of cuisines, the African diet is something that is not really stressed in the kind of the general <clears throat> kind of the general kind of analysis when we're looking at certain diets. And I think, you know, it's kind of a unfortunate because there are a lot of great, amazing benefits of the African diet. And we need to talk about those more. We talk about the Mediterranean diet a lot in general, as far as the health and wellness community, how it's very beneficial and, and very, um, you know, helpful for a lot of illnesses. But the African diet is actually a diet that's also not as heralded and I think deserves a little bit more attention. Now, the similar thing about the African diet, which is, and for those who are not sure, African diet is kind of a general catch-all term, and 
It's something that kind of describes the traditional cuisine known in many African dietary uh, struggle, uh, dietary uh, menus. Now, for the most part, a lot of African diets, when I say African diets, I'm more referring to the West African diets, but a lot of, you know, great qualities of various diets all over Africa, including South Africa, East Africa. They have slight variations, but they have a lot of similarities that we're going to kind of harp on today. Now, <clears throat> so we're going to hit some of the important points of African diets and why I'm convinced it's one of the best diets that you can consume if you want to have a healthy profile. But we're actually going to talk about some specific dishes that are also pretty popular. And maybe you're interested in potentially checking out some sort of an African diet in the fu- or African cuisine, at least in the future. So maybe give some tips of certain foods you may want to try out in case you want to visit your local restaurant and uh, you know have a meal or two. So the first thing that I really, you know, kind of appreciated, especially when I was in Nigeria, specifically Lagos, kind of moving around and seeing some old friends, was the food is really a very important part of the culture. <clears throat> and that being said is that when people eat, they tend to eat in groups, very communal. It's kind of something you kind of eat. Eating with others is, you know, highly encouraged. It's something that's, I think, very important. And that's not unique to African culture, of course. Many societies engage in communal eating, but... When I think people eat together, it actually keeps everyone kind of on the same page as far as what we're eating, especially as a family. If we're doing things together, ideally, if it's something that's beneficial to us, like consuming good food, it should be done together. And it helps keep everybody on track as far as what they're eating. You know, if we're all eating the same food, we should all be, you know, getting healthier or sicker together. (laughs) And as a family, we want to try to get better together, ideally. So it's always good that if someone's able to get access or provide nutritious meals, Everyone can get it and, and, and consume and hopefully improve. So that's something that you see in a lot of a lot of cultures. But I think the communal aspect of eating is something that's very beneficial. This keeps everybody on the same page, and you know, can people can kind of keep track of what others are eating. So it makes sure that if someone has certain dietary issues, that you know they're being you know kept honest, if you will. So that's just one thing, but that's kind of a general topic. But more specifically, the the great thing about African food is that it's actually very vegetable based. It's actually a um, plant based diet, if you will. Most most of the foods are derivative are derivatives of various plants, and they're kind of processed and uh, kind of uh, reformed, if you will, to create a a delicious uh, meal that can be consumed. A great, a great example of this is one of my favorite dishes um, known as moi moi. And that's something we'll talk about more detail in the show. But um, a lot of foods that are actually plants or different kinds of, uh, you know, vegetable based items. And in my mind's case, it's actually black eyed peas that are pureed and seasoned and then boiled to create a very kind of rich, savory, tasty treat that's actually almost a very excellent meat substitute if your someone doesn't like meat um, but it has, it has that richness of meat but at the same time doesn't have those you know problematic properties of meat like the hormone content or the high levels of saturated fat and cholesterol so that's just an example of how you know the plant-based aspect of African diets can really be beneficial especially when it comes to preventing certain illnesses like colon cancer which is what we see in diets that are low in fiber and low in and vegetable content. 
Also, with the vegetable or the plant-based uh, properties of the African diet, it tends to be very, very nutrient-dense, which is very, very important in any diet for that matter. Excuse me, because when having, you know, a lot of consumption of plants, it's been shown that um, plant-based diets can be extremely helpful in reducing a lot of those um, levels of cholesterol, which is seen um, when you eat a lot of the Western-style processed diets. It's also very helpful in reducing the risk of various cancers, especially colon cancer, which we'll talk about as well shortly. So that high vegetable content, high fiber content is one of the greatest things about the African diet because it really helps protect against a lot of illnesses that are very common, uh, commonly seen in people who aren't exposed to enough plants in their regular, regular diet. Thirdly, the African diet is typically very spicy, which is usually the chosen way that African uh, chefs like to add flavor to their foods, which is actually far better than the large amounts of salt or fat that's used in many other Western diets. Spice is actually very important because spice can help a add flavor to various types of foods, including vegetables or meat for that matter. But it does it that in a way that actually benefits the body because as we talked about in a previous uh, show spices actually are extremely helpful in promoting your metabolism like high or very hot peppers which is something that's very commonly used in African cuisine typically have high levels of capsaicin which is a chemical that actually gives peppers that spice that, that burning sensation you get when you eat them that capsaicin is actually very um, effective with metabolic booster. There have been numerous studies that have shown that eating a large amount of peppers or a regular diet of peppers can help boost your metabolism um, quite significantly, enough so that it's felt to believe an important factor in helping people who are interested in lose, w- losing weight. This is the reason why spices like black peppers or red peppers and green peppers or something that's that are encouraged in people who are looking to improve their metabolism actually. So the, the copious use of spices in African cuisine is actually very, very healthy in a search in a way, because it actually helps improve your metabolism, which will overall help um, with your caloric balance. So the African diet is definitely a great diet in that regard because people who are trying to lose weight may get an app, a metabolic boost by simply eating a, a spicy African dish. Now, another excellent um, a property of the African diet or the African cuisine, for that matter, is that it's low typically on meat. Now, meat is something that's generally consumed quite a bit. And this is all kinds of meat, including fish, chicken, pork, beef. All those are consumed in African diet, but a little differently than you would see in your typical Western cuisine. Meat is usually consumed in small portions and typically used as a flavoring. So many of the popular African soups, instead of having large chunks of meat, usually have small, tiny amounts of meat just to add flavor to the soup as opposed to being the main course of of the food. Um, This has actually been shown to be the ideal way to consume meat because meat, as we are now seeing, when consumed in large quantities, can have 
quite a few negative effects on the body, including increasing your risk for heart disease, certain cancers, and other ailments that may not be compatible with long life. But if we <clears throat> are actually consuming less meat, meaning significantly less amounts of meat than is usually seen in your Western diet, it's actually been shown to help with reduction of cancer rates and reduction of heart disease and other chronic illnesses that are currently plaguing many people in the Western world. So the lack of use of, of a heavy meat is actually something that is actually a protective agent against many people who consume foods that were predominantly prepared in African style of, of cooking. So that, that decreased use of meat. Now, some people would argue that, well, African diets don't have a lot of meat, typically because most African diets are, are consumed by people who may not be able to afford meat regularly. And that's probably true. But the flip side, that's actually one thing that actually became a hidden benefit. Now, not eating meat at all. Some people advocate that's actually a good thing. Some people say that's not the best. I'm, again, someone in the middle. I think meat is something that should be consumed. However, moderation is really, really important. And uh, <clears throat> the African diet kind of builds in moderation when it comes to meat consumption because most of the recipes are actually calling for lower or low amounts of meat. So that actually is something I think is very, very good about the African diet because uh, it kind of reduces the risk of overeating meat, which is something that's done, unfortunately, all too commonly in the Western world. So that that <clears throat> the low meat content is, I think, a great thing and a great part of why the African diet is so good. And lastly, or not lastly, excuse me, another great benefit of the African diet is the focus, like we said, on beans as a as a as a main way to um, get those get those proteins that we may not see normally. All right. So another thing about the African diet, which I like quite a bit, is that uh, rice and beans are a huge staple of the African diet. So rice and beans have a lot of great benefits to them. Now, of course, I'm a fan of black rice, um, which is what I prefer. But, you know, white rice or whole grain rice is still, you know, good in a sense. It has good amounts of fiber and other important um, uh, minerals. But the use of beans as well is also very important. We talked about my mind already, how that's a very delicious uh, food that's actually based around the use of beans. Um, but many, many delicious uh, foods, including bean porridge and other items, are heavily um, use beans in a way that make them really satisfying and very delicious. And we know beans are high in fiber and high in minerals that are very, very helpful for our overall body metabolism. So overall, beans can be a great component that you know most people should be consuming. Now, before we get into more foods, I want to talk a little bit more about the science. Um, now, ultimately, nothing here we talk about, if it's not science-based, you know, I'm not even really interested in it. And the while African diet obviously something that's very personal to me because family is, is uh, from Nigeria, so I grew up a lot of these delicious cuisines. But when we look at the data, it really is pretty amazing how truly beneficial African diets may actually be for everybody. One study I just actually came across. Actually, before we go into that study, I've been told that uh, it's time for a break. So let's actually take a break here. We're going to take a moment here to pause and going to revisit you know some of the amazing scientific studies that have been showing what have shown some of the you know amazing uh, positive health effects of consuming a regular african diet uh, stay tuned we will revisit this uh, topic on the other side of the break 
Thanks for listening to the Health of One's Connection. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Health and Wellness Connection. It's your host, Dr. Barry. Thank you for joining us again today on another exciting episode of the Health and Wellness Connection. Um, again, check me out on Instagram at DrBarryMD. Uh, and lastly, email DrBarryHealth at gmail.com. So today's show was about, or is about, excuse me, the <clears throat> amazing benefits of the African diet. And we were talking about some of the things that, you know, really make the African diet very kind of uh, uh, really an exciting diet to consider if you're someone looking at uh, a good diet that's, you know, going to help improve your health at the same time, you know, lower your risk for certain illnesses. And we were talking about some of the research that's actually been shown that shows how, you know, African diets may be helpful in producing or reducing the risk of certain diseases. Now, we do know that, um, you know, people in the Western world, especially African-Americans, um, are very prone to many illnesses, including heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes. Um, some of the more, you know, the highest cause of death amongst African-Americans are those illnesses. And it's believed that a lot of those illnesses are actually due to the food that um, many people consume, both African-Americans and really everyone for that matter. I mean, those concern, those illnesses are probably in everybody, not just African-Americans. But it's believed that the lack of fiber or the overconsumption of meat and processed foods are partly to blame as far as causing these high risk of heart disease and cancers and so forth. Well, this reality actually led to one study being conducted at the University of Pittsburgh a few years ago, and it looked at um, 20 African-Americans and 20 South Africans. They literally had these two groups switch diets for two weeks, meaning that the African-American group consumed primarily South African-inspired meals for two weeks straight. And on the flip side, the South African group consumed primarily American food, which is like Western, you know, inspired food like meats and cheeses, high in fat and so forth for two weeks. And of course, the African diet was high in fiber, low in fat, a lot of veggies and beans and so forth, very little meat. Now, what they found out was after the two week period, they actually went ahead and did colonoscopies on both groups. They actually did, you know, went into there with a camera, took samples histologically, you know, and saw exactly what was going on at the cellular level. And they found that many people who were in the American diet group, meaning Africans who were eating American food for two weeks, they had already developed changes in their gut that scientists say precede the development of cancerous cells. So in just two weeks time, people who were exposed to the American diet began already developing precancerous changes. I mean, it was really powerful how in just two weeks of a, of a time span, you could already be showing signs of precancerous changes. So imagine about 20 years of eating um, Western foods, high in cholesterol, high in meat, low in fiber. It's really astounding when you think about it. So, and it is at the, at the, at the molecular level, which this is what we're seeing in this study. So unfortunately, of course, that's just a precursor to a more overt, you know, issue later on if it's not being addressed. And this study here actually focused on African-Americans, which, you know, makes people think potentially that the Western diet could be very harmful to African-Americans in general just because of the uh, c concern of development of certain illnesses. 
So it's it's really something that I think needs closer investigation. This study was very small. It only looked at 40 people total. So obviously more research needs to be done. But these are just some of the things that you see out here when you're looking at some of the data. And it's quite concerning as far as the, the increased risk of cancer and other illnesses when exposed extensively to the, to the Western diet. Now, another study I was able to kind of come across came actually from the European Journal of Cancer, published a little bit a little while ago, 2009. And they kind of looked at a review of colorectal cancer in Nigeria. Um, this was like a 40-year just review over certain cases. And one thing we noticed, or at least I noticed looking at this paper, is that colon cancer and rectal cancer is extremely, extremely rare, actually, in Africa. Um, it's something that's, you know, quite low. You have a for instance, Nigeria, for instance, which is about 150 million people, um, nearly 200 people, <clears throat> they noticed that the incidence of cancer as far as diagnosed was extremely low. This is like less than 1% um, of people were diagnosed. And this is a, a, a country which in general has you know a large amount of people who are, who are impoverished. And so things like regular screening and all these things are not typically done just due to lack of resources. But it was found that those who were actually diagnosed with colon cancer, uh, it was only a very, very small number of people, despite the large number of people in the country. And uh, it was believed that due to um, these low rates of cancer, there was something going on, um, more likely not, with the diet that was causing people to just to really have extremely, extremely low levels of, uh, of uh, colorectal cancer. Now, this is, uh, you know, in contrast to typical Western population like the United States of America, where the American Cancer Society, um, you know, estimates in 2018 alone, there were 97,000 cases of colorectal cancer and 43,000 cases of rectal cancer. Um, And colorectal cancer is one of the more deadly forms of cancer. So, you know, these kind of cancers are things that we, you know, definitely want to try to prevent as much as we can. So risk factors that can lead to these kind of cancers are, are things we should work on trying to, to do with, uh, you know, increasing your fiber intake as well as reducing processed meats and reducing alcohol and things like that can all be beneficial in helping reducing those cancer rates. Now, some of the great things about the African cuisine, which I really love, is the certain dishes. And I want to talk about a few of those just because I'm a foodie, obviously. And uh, if you know my Instagram, at DrBarryMD, I post a lot of great food. And I had, you know, the opportunity to eat some really great stuff while I was in the Lagos. And I want to kind of highlight some dishes. Now, the first meal that I really love is probably, in my opinion, is one of the most perfect foods a human being can eat. And that would be vegetable soup. And now, <laughs> this is one of the things that I personally love to death. And it's made so many different ways. You can really argue it, kind of debate which version is better. But in general, what's, what happens is it's a soup. It's a very uh, popular soup in Nigeria that consists of potentially large amounts of vegetables. Sometimes you use spinach. Other times, a lot of other local um, plants that are used. And they're kind of stewed in a very rich, um, savory sauce, which consists of palm oil, various seasonings, spices, and so forth. And it's served typically with a starch or a quote-unquote swallow, as it's formerly known in the in Nigeria. Now, this swallow is typically of various types. You can have what most people like is called pounded yam, which is a yam which is then pounded and grinded and flavored, and it's you know, quite delicious. But um, 
my favorite deck is actually using wheat or some sort of high fiber swallow like oatmeal or something that will really you know help increase that fiber intake in your diet so that's something that I really enjoy and I had some great great meals and I was realizing that the vegetable soup with some sort of wheat is a really excellent way to help increase that fiber intake at the same time while eating a satisfying meal that's not typically filled with meat. Now you can also have meat as well obviously and many Nigerians do but the key is lower amounts or small amounts just to get a flavor for the meat. Not necessarily a large chunk of protein or meat excuse me that can potentially be associated with health issues if consumed in excess. So that's just one of the dishes that I truly enjoy and I, and I really hope that those who are interested in trying African foods would maybe consider using that as a great stepping stone for trying a uh, African dish. Alright, now another excellent dish that I really enjoy that hopefully you guys can check out when the next time you visit an African restaurant is it's called bean porridge. It's such, such a delicious meal. Um, really consists of black eyed peas, slow cooked and boiled with, again, various spices, tomatoes, things like um, crayfish. I mean, a lot of great uh, spice and additives. And then also, they're, they actually put in unripe plantains, which is a very um, great addition, in my opinion. It's because of the high fiber content and the nutrient content of plantains, which is another excellent food, which is not obviously unique to Africa, but still very, very commonly used in African cuisines. <clears throat> so, bean porridge is another excellent meal that you could definitely check out next time you're <clears throat> in an African restaurant, and I'm pretty sure you'll be quite satisfied with the taste. Now, there's so many related dishes we can do. We probably need to do another show specifically on foods. But um, I think the best thing that anyone who's interested in going or learning more about African cuisine is do some research. There's actually some great resources out here that will really kind of really break down some of the true benefits of um, African food and diets um, that will definitely help shed some more light on that. One of my favorite uh, resources is called oldwayspt.org. Another great um, website which talks about some of the benefits of the African diet as well as some great dishes you can try, as well as recipes as well, which is uh, really, I think, the important thing about this whole lifestyle modification campaign. Um, the only way you can really know what's good out there is to really expand your horizon and just researching things that could really, you know, help you kind of add variety to your, 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 your cuisine is really important, which I think will help change people's behaviors over time we don't know about the deliciousness of things like jollof rice or bean porridge or vegetable soup you may not be you know inclined to try it and i think that um the only way you can really try new or we can really be exposed to new things is by trying them out and i think these kind of dishes are great great additions to anyone's cuisine who's looking for a delicious substitute to their normal routine but at the same time you know, really getting some of those health benefits that, you know, we all want to get when we're eating. Another actually thing that I forgot to mention about the African diet is that it's quite easy to, be, to do it and become a vegetarian if you're interested in that kind of lifestyle. Like we said, the African diet kind of promotes a low meat. Because traditionally, the West African diet promotes a low meat profile. So it's very easy to just simply eliminate um, foods that are actually meat and just substitute them with various meat substitutes which actually is quite popular in African diet and 
ironically was actually born out of the need to help keep meals cheaper by introducing many meat substitutes because meat's expensive. But now it seems like reducing the meat may actually be beneficial to health. So a lot of those tips and tricks that are commonly used in African diet to increase the protein levels without increasing the meat are actually beneficial in promoting long health and preventing many illnesses. So uh, definitely I encourage you guys who are interested in African diets or really haven't decided whether or not it's something you want to try out, I highly encourage you to check out your local listings and visit one of your local um, African restaurants. And I'm a fan of Nigerian food, obviously, and being that Nigerians are probably the most populous or this largest African country, there are Chances are there'll be a Nigerian restaurant near you, but a lot of other great cuisines, including Ethiopian foods and Ethiopian diets and uh, the South African diet, as well as the Ghanaian and other, you know, excellent uh, cuisines. Now, of course, all these cuisines share a lot of similarities, um, but you really can't go wrong if you just focus on vegetable and plant based items, which are quite plentiful in African cuisines. Again, thank you for checking us out on the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. Hopefully you uh, learned a little bit of something new today. Um, if you're interested in learning more, check out the website, www.controlyourweight.com, as well as the awesome website, which I referenced a lot of the materials here, oldwayspt.org. Again, another excellent site for great information, as well as more tips and tricks on how you can help Africanize your diet to help improve your health. Again, it's Dr. Barry here. Please join us next week for another exciting show. Um, we want to just appreciate all the listeners, all the fans. Any questions, concerns, please don't hesitate to reach out to us one more time. Social medias, Instagram, Dr. Barry MD, D-R-B-A-R-Y-M-D. Follow me. A lot of cool stuff being posted on there. Secondly, Facebook.com backslash next for weight loss. Awesome info and links to all the shows. Everything is usually posted there. Lastly, email health at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us today on the Dr. Barry's Health and Wellness Connection. Join us next week for more exciting topics to help you improve your health. Peace.